Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tabletop Trio Podcast. I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. And this week, Bronson and I took a little adventure to Philly for PAX Unplugged. We saw a lot of cool stuff, bought a lot of cool stuff, and we'll be there to break it all down for you today. We had our guest role for our next cooking episode. We talked about sandwiches, recipes, and childhood favorites. We also tried a hard cider and some apple cider beer and debated the proper way to drink scotch. All that and more this week's episode Tabletop Trio Podcast. Hello. Ha. Hello. Welcome to yet another episode of the Tabletop Trio Podcast. I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. And we've got a great show for you today. As always, we always have a great show for you because we're great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, over the weekend... Wholesome. Yes. Uh, <laughs> over the weekend, Bronson and I uh, took a trip to Philly to go to uh, PAX Unplugged. Uh, yeah. Lots of other new things and stuff happening as well. Um, so we've got a got a fun one for you for sure. We've got a show and tell a little bit. Yeah. A uh, couple people in uh, in uh, in chat already. For I am watching. It's probably Phil, of course. Uh, <laughs> D Dub saying beer check. Yes, we're going to be doing a bit of a taste test on a couple different uh, beers as well. A little bit later on. Not that later on. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Phil in the chat as well, saying hi. So uh, ah. and he says wholesome. I guess we are transmitting audio when the stream was starting because that's when i said it's probably phil right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it's just phil he says hi um <laughs> there's no mead left sorry <laughs> drank it all yeah i'm done with that big bottle you gave me <laughs> i still got the little one haven't torn into that yet but it's yeah. getting there yet yeah. operative word yeah. um well yeah so uh this weekend bronson and i went to philly for pax unplugged uh and it was my first ever con like Period. ever aside from the one that I helped you out with uh, polyhedral. Yep. Really? Well, that one didn't count. That was a, that was a half-assed con with like <laughs> very, very low occupancy. And I basically paid like, I think it was like 250 bucks for a table for the two days for literally no reason. Yeah. And we got like almost no foot traffic. It was insane. Mm. It was, it was very dead yeah. at that show the day that I went with you. I think it was still like basically during COVID it was in one of the lulls. So mm -hmm. a lot of people were like not very enthused with being there and it, it just didn't go well. But PAX, mm -hmm. PAX went fucking amazing. Um, I'm, I'm actually really glad I went on Friday because Friday was much more chill and everything was in stock. So makes sense. <laughs> when I went on Friday, I went with my brother and my wife and it was great. There, it wasn't slammed. It was actually still cold enough in the auditorium to need like a jacket, like a, like a hoodie. Um, I went, got all my merch the first day. I bought t-shirts, a bomber jacket. It was very cool. Mm. Uh, new, I have a new DM bag. I have a PAX DM bag now because I had like the, the thin canvasy one. They had like a nice duffel bag this go around. Nice. Pretty stoked about that. All the more, uh, efficient ways to carry the stuff that's eventually going to murder us all. Yes. Uh, sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> but, uh. We went back on Saturday. I went with Bob. We met there. Uh, I ended up getting in a little later on 1 o'clock because work is just relentless for me right now. And uh, everything was sold out at the PAX booth except for, like, blankets. It was <laughs> it was crazy. All the T-shirts were sold out. All the bomber jackets were sold out. 
Uh, I think all the foam dice were sold out. Mm-hmm. It, they just had like, it was like it had been ransacked. They they had Isn't like the gist like yeah. pins, keychains. I got a duffel bag or a uh, like a drawstring backpack mm. for five dollars. Super nice, yeah, five bucks. It still had the Pax twenty twenty one logo on it, so um, even better. Yeah. But it was it was Vintage. so nice. I was able to like carry my shit around in it because <laughs> like the first thing I did, like Bronson and I met up outside and we walked in the uh, like the main show ex- like expo hall together, mm-hmm. and there was a a stand like right there that was selling some, like everyone had really nice dice and all that kind of stuff, some accessories. And I've always wanted to buy ring, like spell rings that you can put around your character to, to notify that you're like paying, like doing a like, thing. Yeah. You're doing a thing. There's you're flying, you're doing this or you're concentrating. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, and with my character that I play in our game right now as a caster, as a druid, I figured I need rings. Mm. And Bronson was saying that he already has status rings and they offered spell rings and then some other type of ring. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? Let me do the spell rings. Cause I have the majority of them with a former character that I played and this one. Um, and maybe a future character I might be playing. Mm-hmm. Just, just saying. <laughs> um, but uh, I, uh, I bought these spell rings here. Uh, they're really good quality metal. I forget the name of the uh, the company that I bought it from. Dice Dungeons, I think. Yes. Um, so bought it from them. Really high quality, Ooh. really shiny metal. Ah. Um, and it's got the, the standard ones like Bless, Bane, Flying, Polymorph, uh, which as a druid I use a lot. Yeah. Um, well, only every now and again, really. <laughs> you know. Um, but it's I got all like, the shiny rings. I just start countering their use of polymorph because it became such a staple in the campaign. Get into a fight, T Rex. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly out of game stupidity, is what we use it for. Oh, now well, nowadays, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so not not in an unfair level. It was more like not every situation is going to be available for you to turn into a T Rex. Not every situation requires a T Rex. <laughs> so what you're saying is on a giant frozen ice shelf in an, in the middle of an ice cave, turning into a T Rex that's stupid heavy is a is a bad idea. You know, I, I didn't feel like I cheesed that out. Like, no, you didn't at all. <laughs> like at least feasibly. Like if you guys turn into a T Rex on a sailboat, you're gonna capsize that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Time you know, and place. Unless it's enormous, like an enormous boat, right? Then that's not a sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, so the situation where they polymorphed, um, Bob turned into a T-Rex on a sh- like an ice shelf in sa- inside a hollowed out mountain that mm. was serving as an ice dragon's lair. And the T-Rex was too heavy for the ice, cracked it, and I ice aged that bitch. Mm-hmm. But he just unpolymorphed and turned into a bird. So again, not trying to kill him for using the spell, more so just saying like, hey, not every situation is a T-Rex situation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I actually don't think I've used that spell since then. At least I don't think I have. You polymorph. Like you say, but it's more to save us from doing stupid things. Yeah. Actually, no, I have polymorph because I had to polymorph into a fish to get away from a a giant squid. You wild shaped into a fish. I did, but then I <gasps> then I lost my wild shape. Did. Got it back, lost it again. You did. Oh, then and had the last one was the polymorph. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what and then I turned into was, a into a sequel. I don't really like doing <laughs> mundane things, so I try to make them very interesting for everybody. So what ended up happening was they were on a boat out in the ocean, sailing to an island, and they were like, "I want to go fishing," and I was like, "Okay, well, you're not really in a current 
not a whole lot of fish out here. It's not like a known spot. <laughs> so he was having trouble finding a fish, right? So he decides to jump off the boat, wild shape into a shark and go fish hunting. I think my favorite part about that is everyone was arguing like, oh, we should do this. Oh, <laughs> do we have a fishing pole? I just look at the party and just go, bye. And just jump off the side I of the boat. I am the fishing pole <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, how'd that go? How'd that go for you? Um... So, <laughs> go ahead. so he turns into the shark and starts looking around. I'm like, okay, you know, go ahead and make me an investigation check or a perception check. I forget, forget what I asked him to make. Whatever it was, he rolled a one and didn't see anything. Uh, eventually, he happened upon a shadow in the water that got bigger and bigger and bigger, and he ran into a giant squid. Yeah. So I had like kind of a chase scene for him to get back to the boat with a giant squid. Um, he ended up like getting grappled and bitten by it and a little bit fucked up and he popped out a wild <laughs> shape and then he turned he turned back into a shark and the squid chased him again. Um, this all eventually led to the group noticing that he was in some kind of duress mm-hmm. <laughs> and they decided to shoot a magical cannonball at the squid, which was now like on the surface of the water trying to grab him, mm-hmm. right? No remorse. Didn't know what the cannonballs did. Yeah, so they picked up some arcane cannonballs from a definitely not crazy wizard the mm-hmm. last time they were in the coastal city that they were at. Yeah. And the cannonball I is a wild magic cannonball. Basically, I rolled on a table of 10,000 applicable results, and what it landed <laughs> on was the target is replaced by a seagull. Mm. That's all it told me. So what I eventually had happen was I basically put them under like the banishment spell, but in their place were two seagulls. They assumed <laughs> that it operated like polymorph, like the two of them, like the squid and, and Zane had been transformed into seagulls. So they were like, oh, we know how polymorph works. We're just going to shoot them and they'll pop back into normal form. <laughs> so our kobold, Guinea, shot Bob's character, Zane, as a seagull with an arrow. And I was like, yep, you hit it. And the seagull dies. And make like, death saving throws. <laughs> so I, I'm like, Bob, you're in the water drowning because you're a seagull. Go ahead and make me some death saves. And uh, yeah, the the seagull died. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at that point, if my character, like that was my character's fate, I was more than okay with dying that way because that was the most <laughs> absurd death way to go. Like just permanently changed into a seagull and dead. And then shot like, by your team. If, if I like, <laughs> if I were to die that way, that would be the best way for a character to die in, all, in like all of D anD. d Because when you think about it, you didn't die it, it through no fault of your own. We shot the cannon at you. We turned you into a seagull, and then we shot you with arrows. You did nothing. Yeah. I just wanted a fish. <laughs> so when the seagull finally does end up dying, when he rolls his last death save failure. Then Zane just pops back into existence like nothing happened. But I, I was messaging but, Bob back and forth, so he was in on it from the point that he was making death saves. And I think the best part about it is I was making these death saves. They finally got my, like, seagull's body back onto the ship, <laughs> and they were really pissed off at the giant squid seagull. Yeah. So they took it in the back. They're like, all right, fine, we're going to eat it. So they go in, they snap its neck, and the giant squid just appears on the deck. And starts fighting them. And starts fighting them. So then Guinea looks at the at the squid, looks at my seagull, and just goes, meh. 
and just snaps its <laughs> neck, and then I just appear. Yep. And they're like, "Huh." Yeah, that was a that was a wild one. Yeah. Also, uh, Phil, yes, greatest tombstone. I just wanted a fish. <laughs> Those would have been the best last words. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Hello, Lena. Thank you for tuning into the stream. Come yes. in and say hi. Um, yeah. The, uh, so how how was uh, PAX? Was it crazy? Was it busy? Was it so open? Saturday. Saturday, it was bonkers. It was so hot, the ACs couldn't keep up, and we mm. were all like sweating in t shirts. I feel um, like that's I'm, con. Yeah, yeah. But like, it, it was tame on Friday. Not a lot of people came. Mm. Saturday, jam packed, wall to wall. It was nuts. Mm. So, other than the PAX booth being sold out, some of the vendors had sold quite a bit. But, um, Bob, you picked up something pretty cool if you want to go over that. I did. I bought, um, in addition to the rings there, I bought a board game, a little too big for me to bring on the show. How dare you? I know. Next time I'll bring it. <laughs> we'll make room. Um, I bought a board game called Thunder Rolls, and it's a NASCAR-style video or uh, board game where everyone kind of takes turns, rolls some dice, and you can spend your dice to do different actions, like uh, to go down pit road and, you know, refresh your car, you know, move, all that kind of stuff. There's a whole lot of other strategy with cards and stuff. I still need to learn a little bit more about the game. Best time to do it's um, on the stream, Bob. I'm thinking we might need to stream <laughs> that one of these nights. I'm, I'm down for that. Um, <laughs> we can even invite a guest to play it with us. Oh, yeah. Because I think we can have up to eight people play. Sounds like we need a lot of guests. No, we don't have that many microphones. We get six people. <laughs> you know, well, you know what? Speaking of guests, Phil. Do you have some dice with you? Because we forgot to ask you a very crucial thing while oh, you run a stream. I have dice. I have Phil's rolls. He he rolled it for me. Okay, got it, got it. I just the books are over there. They're right behind you. All the way back there. Yeah, yeah, all the way back there. Uh, I can't reach. They're, they're kind of far. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah. So, uh, uh, technically, the first six. If there's not, which six. one am I grabbing? Yes, all of them. Okay. Meet forward. <laughs> All right. You don't need drink. We're not making drinks. Damn it. I mean, that would be kind of oh. cool. That's true. <laughs> you can't just tell me which book he rolled. I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> Plus, we also have to show the I audience. You, you had him in front of you. <laughs> kind of. No, I had him in front of me. Uh, <laughs> uh. Well, what is the front of you, if not the back of your front? Thanks, Bob. Ah, the back of my head. Let's oh, see. the front of my face. So the D6 was the book, right? I guess. Yes. All right. And what was six a reroll? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so it was a two. You could stop. It was it was soupy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. You can just use the order on the shelf for that. All right. For, for, for our mm. podcast listeners, Bronson just spent a lot of time carrying very, very large, very heavy cookbooks. Ironically, it's the smallest book. What's that? Throw them back over my shoulder instead of <laughs> placing them on the rack? Okay. Good news for you guys. I, this is my favorite book. Oh, <laughs> oh! he rolled the sous vide book. You wanted the sous vide book. I didn't put it in any order. Those are just there. Any um, excuse Joe can use the flamethrower is a good choice. And if you're a, a new listener of the show or new viewer on Twitch, every once in a while we'll do cooking episodes where Joe is challenged to cook a random recipe from a random book. Uh, and whenever we have guests on, we try to have them roll some dice, and it determines what book we use. But 
We were so enthralled with Phil's mead that we forgot to ask him to do that. And yeah. we were also very enthralled with Pete when he came on. Right. Yeah, and we didn't get him to roll We, we were in there for a well. while. Um, <laughs> but so, basically the way this works is we have our guests roll a D6. One through books one through five, six is a re-roll. Out of that, he rolled a two, which brought us to here the sous vide book. Yeah, which is weird because uh, so this page we're we're gonna have to roll back a hundred. We'll just use one fifty two because this is mold apple cider. Uh, I guess you could sous vide drinks. This is not anything that I've ever sounds tried. amazing, but okay. Uh, so we're gonna um, roll How do you sous vide ice cream? Yeah, this is so the then they're cookbooks, and I don't know. Uh, so then the next thing he had to roll was a D four. Yes, that would determine the hundreds. So a one would be zero to ninety nine, a two would be one hundred to one ninety nine, and so on. As so expertly pointed out by Spencer, that the first way we set that up, we were skipping the first hundred pages of the book. Correct. Yes. Um. So Phil rolled a what? Uh, thirty five. A thirty five. So oh, that would have been. 300 and thir- page 335, which was apparently mold apple cider in this book. So, so we're going to 235. This is in the middle of a recipe. It's the picture of the recipe, so I have to roll back. Oh, right. oh, fuck. So, oh, that's so fortunate. <laughs> oh, best roll ever. I that just is, looked at the is, recipe. That is a long recipe list. Uh, we have Carolina pulled pork sandwiches. Yeah. Oh. If you want to. Put that in front of the camera. I literally just picture. teared up a little bit. I am very oh, happy. Man, I got to move this further back. <laughs> Looking at the chat, Phil says, wait, I'll make that. I'll brew the <laughs> cider. <laughs> wait, no. Uh, just let me on. Oh, the pulled pork. <laughs> yes. I, hey, I am down to have Phil back for this episode if he wants to bring us some cider to eat with these. So oh when when is your cider, cider uh, ready? It was in like uh, a my month, bad. right? My bad, not cider mead. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting on Phil for that one while we wait. Um, so I am uh, I am not here next week. There'll be a special episode with Bob and Bronson as mm-hmm. I will be in uh, Poland. So um, the week we come back, if not the week after that, because I think that's like the Christmas week and God yeah, knows Christmas, it's going to be crazy. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so probably the first week of January is going to be our cooking episode. It's a way to start the year yeah. with some ridiculous pulled pork sandwiches. Should I read the excerpt from the page? I feel like this is going to make everybody hungry, but it, uh, yeah. I, th- I think we have to at this point. Should I do the voice? Um, the voice. As long as it's Dr. Claw, yes. <laughs> Dr. Claw reading a recipe book. Okay, yeah. Cooking with Dr. Claw. Carolina pulled pork sandwiches. Pulled pork is a southern classic that demands vigilance from a pit master. But with sous vide, you could take it easy. Cooked in the bag at a low, even temperature, your pork will be moist and tender. Even if you don't have access to the highest quality heritage pork used by acclaimed barbecue spots. Not to mention, <laughs> it would be impossible to barbecue such a small piece of pork shoulder without ending up with pork jerky. <laughs> Sophie makes pulled pork practical to prepare in small quantities. Call it the democratization of pulled pork. This recipe calls for a vinegar and chili-based North Carolina sauce, style sauce, with just a small amount of ketchup, 
which is zingier <laughs> than the thicker, sweeter <laughs> barbecue sauce found elsewhere. A garnish of celery leaves, my own quirky addition, adds a nice herbaceous note. <laughs> I'm going to need to fucking rob a goddamn shop right. God damn, that list is long. <laughs> 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 oh my god 30 yeah. ingredients all right he, he, ingredients <laughs> kosher salt freshly ground black that's all folks um <laughs> freshly ground black pepper smoked paprika cayenne pepper ground celery seed light brown sugar two garlic cloves crushed to a paste on the edge of a knife or one quarter teaspoon of granulated garlic two pounds skinless boneless pork shoulder in a single piece one tablespoon canola oil or other mild vegetable oil mm. that's the spice rub the vinegar That's sauce. Just a rub. <laughs> one half cup cider vinegar, one quarter cup ketchup. Let's see. Uh, two tablespoons of apple cider juice or water. <laughs> water. Nervous. What am I, a damn dare fish? Uh, Vinegar-based hot sauce, light brown sugar, red pepper flakes, kosher salt, freshly ground black pepper, two cups shredded red or green cabbage or a mixture. If mm. you're feeling frisky. It's it's the mixture. Two, two tablespoons mayonnaise, homemade or on page 262, shoosh, or store-bought. They want me to sous vide mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> you have a flamethrower and you're complaining? Oh, yeah, I was going to say. The flamethrower like is an excuse to light something else the on The flamethrower is only for making this the searing, like, like this is not a flamethrower recipe, it's pulled pork. You don't make it crispy. Unless I toast the buns with a flamethrower, but that's not going to work out. I mean. Yeah, okay, it'll work out. Once and then the the buns will be on fire. Four Kaiser or other soft rolls split in half and one quarter cup loosely packed celery leaves. Mm. Optional. Mm. I'm surprised. I thought there was going to be a Carolina Reaper in there because the name. Nah, it's just North Carolina barbecue sauce, not not Word. Carolina Reaper. That would uh, yeah. that would make it inaccessible to most of the people. Um, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to drink it. I'm but, here uh, for it. Uh, You're not supposed to drink it. You're supposed to eat it. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't you know have access to a one with that. I think I was looking at your water and then just my went for brain it. was like throat hurt through water. But uh, Phil says, talk porky to me, Bronson. <laughs> was that at the... Was that at me doing the porky pig impression or was that me doing the voice about pork? Um, uh, and then I guess the obligatory, I'll get you next time, Gadget. Next time. <laughs> so I have a feeling what we're going to end up doing is uh, the first week of January or whenever the next January Wednesday episode is, uh, Phil will come on with our tabletop mead mm -hmm. and we'll do pulled pork. Hell yeah. Tabletop meado and pulled pork. Tabletop mead isn't going to be ready for like three month. months, right? It's one month? Phil, mm -hmm. what, how, what's the time frame? What do you think? Well, he said yes. Yeah, he uh, said uh, three to four weeks. He said cider could be done two to three weeks. Your yeah, mead could be done cider. three to four weeks. Yeah. So yeah, Ooh. by the time January rolls around. We have tabletop mead. I'm down for it. I'm still saying we call it tabletop meado. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to get sued by the X-Men, but. No, no, mead-o. Yeah, it sounds like Magneto. In what way? The edo. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. So, <laughs> sorry we were late. By the way, that was me stuck at work at eight p.m. We were also testing cables, which apparently we failed at. Oh, um, <laughs> so while we're here, you wanna you wanna you said your throat was dry, so let's do a thing. <clears throat> um, 
Do you want to start with the ale I or the cider? That you know. It doesn't matter because I won't like either of them. Well, so you pick. So here's here's the thing, though. Your throat is scratchy now, so you're going to drink it regardless. <laughs> I have water. But so, I'll still try whichever one first. I don't know. This I guess, one's closer. Cider yeah, donut? Hit, 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 the, uh, hit, that, hit that cam. We are looking at a Down East Cider Donut beer. Ale something. Cider. Cider. Just cider. Oh, it's just cider. So that's that that is cider. a oh. it, it's a hard yeah, it's, like a, it's a hard apple cider, so but it's I'll probably it's apple love cider. it. Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. That it, makes it's, more it's sense. It's not beer. It's just an alcoholic cider. No, I love cider. Yeah, uh, Angry Orchard's my jam. Yeah. So you're you're probably gonna like that. Yeah, that straight up. I've had oh, yeah, it before. I'm cracking this bitch open right now. Uh, but that straight up tastes like a apple cider donut. Oh yeah. And it is oh. delicious. You can <laughs> really it smells real good. I'm gonna wait to describe it until everyone has a glass. Mm. Um, but it is so good. How good is it? So You'll find out in a moment. <laughs> um, so you just found this? It's your favorite. I found where, where, it. You just found I just it. found it. I went to just uh, on the side of the road. Went to the liquor there. store uh, a few weeks ago. Mugged guy. And I was looking around. I'm like, all right, let me see your ciders, blah, 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 blah. Show me your ciders. And I saw it there. And it was awesome. So the first thing you get is just apple. When you smell, it's just (laughs) apple. It kind of smells like applesauce. Oh, if you really take like a hard sniff, it's uh, you get that little bit of cinnamon. So that's why it smells like applesauce. Mm -hmm. Oh, it does really smell like applesauce. All right. Oh, my fucking God. That's a donut. So it tastes, you can taste the brown sugar and the cinnamon in there with it. And because it's a cider, you get that apple flavor as well. Yeah. Jesus. No, it's not a drink. That's a donut. <laughs> you even get the, um, you get like the granulated sugar taste. Like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been um, around like the, the, the orchards in your area that have the, the donuts. Like they usually have cider donuts. It's like a cider uh, dough, and then they top it with, like, a crystallized sugar. This tastes like that. Do they have apple orchards throughout the country, or is that just a Northeast thing? I'm sure they have them across apple the country. Orchards? Yeah. Uh, well, apple orchards specifically is in Colts Neck, but... Uh, no. oh. <laughs> sorry. Um, but I think they're East Coast. It's got to be wherever apples grow. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, actually know where the where the actual climate for apples is because no, I know it's here. Every so. apple you've ever eat, eaten is a like a lab bred domesticated apple breed. Yeah, there's like, a, like there's like a apples. shitload of breeds. But yeah. uh, I will say this: I, if you've ever been, uh, Central Jersey has a bunch of different orchards. One of my favorite is a place called Terhune Orchards. Terhune. T e r h u n e. Terhune Orchards. They have the best apple cider donuts I've ever had in my life. This Co- tastes almost exactly like it. Coincidentally, the other beer I have from Cult Snack is Battleview Orchards. Uh, my contender for number one apple cider donuts, which is why this is apple cider donut ale. <laughs> Ooh. All right, I'm seeing them across the country. I, I looked up the top 25 orchards to go in america and some of them are in like oregon there was one in california this one's in georgia 
My phone's got low battery. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm assuming well, that's because it's all location. different breeds. So I'm assuming it's all going to be different, different apples for different areas. It's got to be like uh, like grapes. Well, yeah, grapes depend very much on the soil, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, if you go to a well, an orchard in New that's Jersey, that's why New Jersey is great. That's why we do blueberries because we're acidic and just like our just like our people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like if you go to an orchard in New Jersey, they have like 50 different breeds sometimes. So uh, yeah, there's a lot know. of them, but Fuji. Yeah, I was going to say Fuji's where it's at. Fuji's my favorite. <laughs> uh, Phil says uh, apples prefer northern states, I believe. And then Strafe says, nah, it depends on what software they install into the apple. Jake, I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> we know it. We all know. <laughs> That's actually a lie. I don't know where Jake lives. <clears throat> Just put it in the chat. <laughs> Quick, dox yourself. <laughs> That's delicious. That is really, really fucking good. That um, tastes like donut. I got to be really careful with these because a, these are amazing. B, mm-hmm. 175 calories a can. That's a uh, about. That's still less than a can of Coke. One Angry Orchard is 100 calories for a bottle. Oh, oh no, no. You know what? No, they're it's about 150. The same. Yeah, it's 150. Now that I'm thinking about again, it. still less than a beer. How much is a beer? Not light beers? Yeah. Two and change. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Sodas are 240 to 270. Yeah, that's yeah. why I always drink diet soda. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know stevia. like Miller Lite, Michelob, <laughs> all like the lights are about 99 to 100, yeah. give or take. Uh, yeah, I that's that's their whole stevia. thing is like, we have 64 calories in our... All the flavor and only one more calorie <laughs> over this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have so much more flavor and it only costs you one more calorie. Fuck those guys. I feel like... You know when you say like, oh, one more calorie over this one, it is always strange to me that it's like a self-burn that if you... If you compare your product to another popular product in a major advertisement, doesn't that say more about the popular product than it says about you? Right. Like when you see car commercials, right? They, they used to be, I think it was like, um, it was like Chevy's thing or somebody, well, one of the domestic manufacturers things to be like, like same safety rating as the Honda Accord. Oh, I like, think that was Pontiac. It didn't it? end well. Yeah. Like <laughs> or Saturn. You, it was Saturn. If you have to compare yourself to the baseline, are you not saying more about the baseline than you're saying yourself? Like, Hey, look guys, we almost caught up. Yeah. We're so, just as good as this car company. So I know <laughs> it's got it a much better reputation. I know it was Saturn. Because when I was in high school looking for a car, I was going to buy the Ion. My parents said, no, that's a death trap. And I was like, what are you talking about? They were They're like, if there's any accident, to get to the back seats, you have, to, you have to open up the front door. If the front door doesn't open, the back doors don't open. That's a death trap. <laughs> I was like, hey, fair point, fair point. And then uh, they were like, the guy who was like showing us the car was like, oh, we're the, uh, we're the import... You know, we, we look like we're European cars and, and stuff like that because we're like the import fighter. And uh, sure, I was like, what about yeah. that one? That one looks really different. And they were like, oh, that one uh, just got here from Europe. And I was like, <laughs> uh, so you're the import fighter that is now importing your vehicles. And That's then an like import on import hate crime. And then uh, like, I think Yo, a dog, year later, I heard you like imports. I think it was a year or two later. They were. Yeah, I was like, saw the writing on the wall on that one. Well, I mean, <laughs> how many competing fucking brands could you have, right? Yeah, GM and had a lot Saturn, if they're good. Pontiac, the GMC, Buick, Chevrolet. What am I missing? Cadillac, Cadillac. Cadillac. Well, you got to remember, everyone only only had like two models. 
they didn't Did have they? they didn't have thirty seven cars no, in their lineup. They well, they had they each had like six models, but half of the lineup was a direct copy of another car. Yeah, right. well, it was like, all competition. The Pontiac yeah. G six was the exact same as the Chevy Cobalt, which yeah. is the exact same as the. Uh, not the Grand Prix, but uh, whatever the other Pontiac was. I was gonna like, say Neon. as will like yeah the Grand like they <laughs> I were didn't all know that about the Grand Am that's crazy basically the same car but just different badges yeah, yeah. same thing Ford and Mercury the mm-hmm. Mercury mm-hmm. Mountaineer the Ford Explorer I mean Explorer yeah mm-hmm. no, they, Crown they, Vic they, and the Grand and the Crown Vic and the Grand Marquis I mean uh, yeah, yeah. Honda still does it uh, the Accord is. For all intents and purposes, now uh, the, the TSX or the whatever the fuck they call it now, I L S whatever one it is, they keep changing the name. I don't That's know. the the Camry and whatever the Lexus is. Yep, it's the same huh. car, just different different looking headlights. Wow, wild. <laughs> Accord all day. I almost bought one, but then they didn't give me like any goddamn deals on it. Oh. Two hundred and thirty thousand miles. Oh man, that baby is moving. It's got that good, good age. <laughs> my my dad had an 01 Pathfinder that hit like 250 and then the engine blew up. And they my my brother was like, I'm just gonna replace the engine. He was in high school. My dad's like, What? He's like, I I don't they're like cheap. He's like, What do you mean they're cheap? And my brother knew people at like the junkyard. So he got an engine with like I think it was like eighty thousand miles on it or ninety thousand miles on it, put another 140,000 miles on the car. <laughs> so the frame had like damn near half a million miles on it. Damn, that's amazing. We went to go sell it. I was like, who's buying that? <laughs> how how much did you ask? Like $87? But someone bought it. I think and I have to find the, uh, the picture of the odometer, but before my uh, minivan got totaled, <laughs> it was, it had a pretty high, uh, yeah, 152,000. 666 miles. Jeez. 666? On, on, on a Mercury Villager estate. Is that, is that, uh, got destroyed. Is that trash bag for window? Yeah, it, it uh, it, oh, it got that T-boned? was the, the reason, uh, uh it got totaled. Uh, well, on 666, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the reason it got totaled? Yeah. If you sneezed in it too hard, they would have deemed it totaled. Fun fact the rear, the, the rear doors neither opened. Because <laughs> one day it got really cold and I must have pulled the door off its track That's because that. the door would stick. Yeah. So the one side door just wouldn't open anymore. Do, Amazing. Do you, do you know that's... Um, I also broke the other handle off the door too. Like on the other side. So there, neither of the rear doors opened. During COVID, insurance companies were hiking the cost of uh, what it takes to be totaled so that the insurance companies could total out the car, take them, Mm-hmm. not actually total out the car, repair it, and then flip them themselves. It's a very sleazy thing to oh, do. Oh, yeah. I can't, I, when I read that, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I'm so glad I bought my people car were before like, the pandemic. People were like breaking their windshields and they were totaling out the cars. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it was wild. Super shitty uh, practices because, yay. Because they can. Bill, I did indeed drive with you in that tank. Ah, uh, yes. Mercury's... Just those things were those things were wild. My grandmother had a 99, 98 or ninety nine uh, Mercury Grand Marquis. It's that's a cra- the, it's a Crown that's, Vic. That's like yeah. A good, yeah, that's a. It was a fucking boat and so <laughs> smooth to drive. Oh, they all were. My ex had a f- what the fuck was the name? Lum- Lum- Lumina. 
Oh, Chevy Lumina. Chevy Lumina. The front seat was a fucking bench yep. that three people could sit in. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And the suspension was like a fucking waterbed. I remember hitting bumps and being like, do we? Was that was that a speed bump? I didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. The thing had like 140,000 oh so nice. miles on it. Yeah, I think when we sold it, it had like 90. Low miles. <laughs> on a 98. <laughs> like, uh, it was right, what do you pretty think? excellent. Do we try the beer? Do we go to the apple cider donut? No, we could we could show the picture. These are very fancy. So I have a love hate relationship with um with this um brewer. They make really really crazy beers all the time, but they only make them for one week. So okay. whenever they make something, you basically it's a Friday morning or Thursday no Friday morning. You basically have seven minutes, give or take, to buy it before it gets sold out, and then you have to pick it up. They're expensive. If you like it, you'll never have it again. You could hope that they make it again in the next year, but I've never seen them make doubles. Um, So it's like, great, I found this thing that's delicious, could never have it again. That's wild. And like I get it. You're getting people in consistently for a new thing, but at the same time... If I really like it, now what? I wonder if it's because, like, <clears throat> during the brewing process, because it's so trial and error, you never know how it's going to end up. Like, especially with what Phil was talking to us about with mead. Like, it kind of seems like you're really not guaranteed for how it's going to turn out. Well, based yeah. on so many different conditions. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they do a lot. Like, they, they make a lot of them. So, it's just the, the crazy things that they do. And then the other thing is, like, they blatantly put shit up there. Like they had um, a Beatles one. They did a Jimi Hendrix one. And by the time they can get cease and desist, it's already over. Yeah. So it's like, meh. What are you going to do? It it was a limited release, meh. Don't do that ever again. You got it. Yeah. Till next week. Yeah. Okay. Beatles, all right, fine. We won't use the Beatles anymore. Oh, Jimmy. (laughs) That has got a very different smell. Yeah, I can already tell I'm going to fucking hate this. That smells like dough. Yeah, it's yeasty. Yeasty. It's a nice thick looking color at least. I like the col- the golden color. It just tastes like crappy beer to me. To me that tastes like donut. But like not cider donut, just smooth donut. Dude, I literally only taste hops. That's all I taste. Really? I don't taste anything else. I, I, I taste don't, that I don't. bitter beer aftertaste and literally nothing else. See, I'm not tasting any of that. It t- To me, it tastes like a brewery. Mm-hmm. Like, it tastes like going to a brewery and that smell you get. Mm. Like, it's just like the, the, the beer smell is kind of how it tastes. Mm. I yeah. don't know if I'm a fan of it. I hate it. I think this is terrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my opinion is basically that for all beers, so I'm not getting the hop, and usually the up. hops, usually the hops bother me. I'm getting but hops so this strong. is this is pretty smooth, but meh, it doesn't the like the other one tastes like a a sugar donut. This just tastes like dough. Hmm. I think that's the difference. Yeah, I hate it. Cannot recommend. But don't take opinions from me on beer because <clears throat> I don't like any beer. <laughs> that's fair. Um, so that's um, 
Interesting. I was hoping it would be a little bit sweeter, but knowing the fact that it's an ale, I understand why it's not. If you wait on it, I don't know if you're getting it. I am getting some... I don't know. I'm getting... Like, I'm getting the remnants of sugar, but not, like, overpowering. Mm. Like, the cider's like, donut sugar, brah! This is, like, very subtle, like, donut sugar. It's in there. I'm getting... It's a heavy... Yeast isn't the right word, but almost dough. Yeah. Like a yeah. doughy taste. <clears throat> yeah. And I know like, what you mean. And then like they kind of like rubbed an apple on top of the dough and then said, here, eat. <laughs> here. They drove the dough past an orchard at one point. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think the more- Like you it showed sits- it pictures on Instagram of what an apple orchard looks like. And it's like, yeah. I, I got the vibe. I feel like the more it sits on my tongue, the more I'm getting, like, the sweet notes. Mm-hmm. Like, after, like, you've had a couple sips and you're just sitting on it, I, now I'm starting to taste, like, the sweetness, which is weird because I didn't think that's how beer worked. It could go, like, as, like, a session yeah. thing where, like, the more you drink, the more you taste it. Mm-hmm. But, like, first initial sip. See, Jake, that's Personally, why I'm not a big fan. It's so hard to review alcohol. Because taste is so subjective. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, everyone's taste buds are different too, so. Yeah, I'm not going to taste what Joe tastes like. It's kind of like I, I express how I typically feel about beers and then what it fe- what it tastes like to me. It, you know, it's, it's fun to do that because maybe one day I'll hit one of these and it's like, oh my God, I love this. But <clears throat> literally every single beer I try, I, I think is fucking disgusting. So. Mm. Yeah, a lot of them are. I mean, I've had a lot of beers where I'm like, I... Don't like that at all. Mm. And then I'll try one. And I'm like, that's acceptable. I, uh, I really want to bring the next like drink and tell event that we do. Mm-hmm. I want to bring, it's a German beer called Schoferhofer. I think I, I have their, it. I think that I, I and have I feel their, like um, we've talked about this on the show before. I have their cup. It's over there. I have a, I have a, a, a mug for them. I did not it's, eat dinner by the way, cause I was too busy working. And the combination of that little bit of cider I drank and that sip of beer actually made me a little tipsy. <laughs> this is a seven percenter. Oh, yep that that that'll do it. This one is upside down. And four AM watch, yeah, I, I definitely think beer uh, is is an acquired taste. Yeah, it's like whiskeys and everything else. Yeah, like I'm not a big whiskey fan. I love that peanut butter whiskey that we tried. Point two. Um, yeah, I love screwball, but, but it, that's just I'm ta- I'm eating I'm drinking peanut butter. Yeah, so like, it, how could you go wrong? Like, but for me, I can't really do scotch. I'm not a big fan of like the straight whiskeys or anything like that. Would it make me an alcoholic to put that in like your smoothies in the mornings? Yes, just a little bit. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's like a dab. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Undo pee. Sad. Bob, um, when you say you don't like scotches, have you drank them properly? I probably haven't. To make to be completely honest with you, I don't like scotches. So, but I have to ask, because I hated scotch until someone taught me how to drink scotch. Okay. Right? So, originally, I had just had, like, chilled scotch. Like, someone put scotch in a fridge, and I took it out and drank it. And I was like, this is fucking nasty. Mm. What you're supposed to do, put an ice cube in a cup, Mm -hmm. and then slowly pour the scotch over it. Mm -hmm. And let that diffuse a little bit with the melting liquid, like the melting ice that... um, the water kind of like brings out notes in it. So, for example, someone once at a party offered me 
a small glass of Macallan 12. Mm-hmm. And I just drank it before they got a chance. Like they poured it and I drank it mm-hmm. like a shot. Mm. Ooh, okay. Yeah, no, that's not that, the way to a, do it. That's a no. And I was like, that was fucking gross. And he turns around holding an ice cube and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, thank you for just wasting that, by the way. Uh, and I was like, okay, how do I drink it? Actually. So he puts the ice in my glass and he pours it more over and he, he goes, stir it around. And I'm watching the cube melt because they don't immediately waste the water and alcohol. Like you could see them swirling. Mm-hmm. And he goes, stir it a little bit. Don't, you don't have to like rattle it, but stir it a little bit. And then as the ice melts, take sips. And then as the ice melted into the scotch, I took it sip by sip and it stopped tasting like alcohol and it started tasting like walnuts. And this was not like heavy into the drinking night. I was not hammered in imagining this like yeah. I had done before with Seagram 7 Whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can taste the so oak barrels that it have, was aged in. You yeah. have entered the age Seagram old... Seagram 7 was aged in a plastic tub, and anybody who says otherwise <laughs> is fucking lying. So you have entered the age old debate of ice versus not ice. Oh. There yeah. is the, the fucking battle as old as time. On do you ice your whiskey or do you stone your whiskey? I have both. I have <clears throat> the ball. I have stones. <clears throat> Apparently, it's just a, a preference. Some yep. people don't like the watered-down experience. Some people like the watered-down experience. Um, Phil but is not a stone. When I started drinking <laughs> it, like as time went on, it really did stop tasting like alcohol straight up. Like, well, yeah, you're watering it down to a point where it's... yeah. But I didn't, all I tasted when I drank it just chilled, like it would be with a stone, was alcohol. Like there, was, there was absolutely no flavor. And then when I actually let the water, like the ice water diffuse in it a little bit, it really did taste completely different. Mm-hmm. I will say, I, my dad has, um, has like the ball mold. He has like the large cube molds, like yep. all that kind of stuff. I actually have, in the freezer right now, I could pull one out because I was using them on Thanksgiving. I bought uh, Johnny Walker cube molds so there is nice. it's a cube they're nicely fucking edge cut and then uh there's the the fucking guy with the cane on the cube so you put oh, that cool. oh, you sick. put that's that really face cool. up and then you pour your whiskey over it and the fucking cubes are gigantic um and i bought one for me and i bought one for my dad because he drinks johnny walker all the time mm-hmm. i'm like okay so johnny walker recommends the ice cube method but presumably there are some whiskeys where they don't want you to use the ice cube mm-hmm. method. So I guess it like it's one of those things where it depends on the whiskey, it depends on the person, it depends on what they want. You know, get home from a long work day, fuck the ice, give me a double. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I used to work at a liquor store, and I will never forget the one client who told me, uh, I never drink scotch that's not old enough to drink itself. <laughs> And that might have been the most pretentious thing I've ever heard I, come I was out of about the mouth say, of someone else. If That's somebody little... came up to me and said that, I'd be like, "Wow, you're so cool!" And I, I was running the, I was the cashier for this guy, and I'm like, huh, "Oh yeah? yeah, sick dude, that'll be 125.99." Well, my whiskey yeah. drives a 99 Accord <laughs> with 244,000 miles on it, <laughs> buys eight packs of cigarettes a day. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I I this family's very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a, a, something I want to try, but I know I what? 
I don't want to just like the different ways of like drinking scotch and like that kind of stuff. Like my dad has all the cubes and the stones. And I, blah, blah, again, blah, 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 we blah, like ha- I have it all here. Next episode. I have it all here. Operation Get Bob to Like Scotch. I don't like it either. Well, you guys keep trying to get me to like beer, so revenge. Okay, that's a fair point. Yeah, that's a fair, that's a fair that's point. T- Touche. Like, I, it's not that I don't, I just don't like the taste. Like, mm-hmm. it's like um, cheap vodkas. They just, they smell like rubbing alcohol. They kind of taste like rubbing alcohol. Why am I drinking it? Yeah. And that's how I am with a lot of alcohol. It's like, like I drink rum because rum is sweet and it kind of tastes good on its own. Well, when well. I mix it with like soda, like root beer or cream soda, it just enhances the soda. Mm-hmm. But like vodka doesn't enhance anything you put it in. Vodka enhances your hangover. That's pretty much it. That's true. <laughs> Although I have had like, like raspberry vodka with Coke. That was really good. Yeah. Vodka has... Caused me to have some bad nights. Mm. And I feel like it's so hard to mix it without it tasting like something disgusting. But vodka? Yeah. yeah. Usually, it's a shit ton of sugary drinks. Which, that was me with that's the, what gives you the hangover. Yeah. That was me with Southern Comfort. When mm. I used to go to parties in college, when I was old enough to buy alcohol, because I, I got the lady year, so I had two years in college where I could drink. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I used to just show up to a party with a bottle of Malibu. Mm. Right, because Malibu is so sugary. It's basically it's like half sugary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I used to make rummy bears. Nice, but I tried to do the same thing with like the smeared off flavored vodkas because those are <laughs> shitty enough quality. No, no, They're just, no. Like no matter, you have to be so careful with what you mix them with. Everything but like a few specific things, and they taste fucking disgusting. Well, the problem One is of, they start off disgusting. Yeah. One of the worst nights I've ever had at a college party was my buddy gave me a bottle, a handle of 100 proof root beer vodka from Smirnoff. Root beer. My friends didn't realize it was 100 proof at the party that I was at. But oh. that's just like licorice flavor. It was awful. It's, yeah. It was awful. I bet. Yeah. Like half of normal root beers are fucking terrible. Like the only reason that like, mugs and, and all the other ones exist because those are just mostly sugar. But like professional grade root beers, I'll call them. Like when you go to like the fancy places and they're like six packs and they're like mm-hmm. $26. Those things usually taste like shit. <laughs> I will say though, <laughs> from what I understand, Bronson had some amazing root beer at PAX. Oh yeah. They had a, they have a stand there every year. Well, at least the two years I've been there. Hmm. <clears throat> called Wild Bills. Mm. And uh, they sell a... It's stainless steel on the inside, but it's stylized like a like a copper mug, like mm. a Moscow Mule mug mm-hmm. on the outside. Um, they're expensive. They're like 50-something dollars, but the build quality is great. Like, mm. it's not like a dinky little piece of shit that'll bend. Side note, fucking love Moscow Mules. <laughs> same. That was my drink <laughs> at my wedding. Love them. That was same. my drink at my wedding. Yep. Um, I once was at a party at my friend's house. And I sobered up very quickly after drinking a lot. And we ran out of liquor for Moscow Mules. Oh, no. So the liquor stores were closing at 10 p.m. Mm. I got there at 9.58, bought the biggest bottle of... It's vodka, right? Mm. Yes. Yeah. It could either be vodka or rum. Bought the biggest bottle of vodka that I could get for like under 50 bucks. And then raced back. The mm. whole trip took like 
seven minutes because the, the liquor store was down the street. Mm. And I came back in and everybody cheered me in through the door like I was a goddamn superhero. Because <laughs> yes. I was stone cold sober and someone was like, oh, we're out of stuff to make Moscow mules. And I was like, what time of liquor store is closed? And they were like, uh, in like five minutes. And I was like, bet. I have a fast car. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That was the problem uh, when I used to hang out at a friend's house in Highland Park. We were down the street from a liquor store. Oh, boy. So it was like, oh, no, the liquor store closes in three minutes. Guess. I'll be back in four minutes. <laughs> Guess who doing? lives across the street from a liquor store now and barely drinks? Yeah, No, we were drinking a lot then. Whew. But it's me. Oh, yeah. No, it was bad. <laughs> it was it was real bad. It was, anyway. <sighs> uh, good times. Right? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. PAX. We mm-hmm. saw someone streaming there. We I did. Heard. We were thinking of maybe seeing what that takes next year. Trying to do it from PAX. I would be all for a PAX stream. Have uh, Try to get booths involved. Try to get uh, sellers to come on. Yeah, Just do like round I, robin. So I have experience when I was in college. Uh, my college radio station did a live broadcast from the Philadelphia Flower Show. Nice. And it was the first ever live radio broadcast from that show. Really? The show had been going on for about 100 years. Wow. Jesus. And my college radio station was the first ever radio station brought that was given permission to broadcast live from that show. Wow. Uh, which is super cool in and of itself. But the way we did it, we had the show going on and we had people going out like beforehand saying, Hey, we're doing this radio show. We'd love to have you come on and talk about whatever you do, blah, 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 blah. And I think that's something we could easily do here. It would just have to be a matter of, you know, getting the ability to go live there. And like getting a booth and that sort of thing, but yeah, that would be. I mean, it's so cool. I mean, do. I would, I if would love to do it. live events. Yeah, so that's something we were aiming at when we originally made the channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still want to do arcades across New Jersey. Oh yeah, I mean they did it. There's obviously a, an avenue to to take it. The only thing that I'm really concerned about is the data connection. Yeah, right. But even then, they usually have internet. We just would have to probably pay extra yeah. for them to set it up and run it. Yeah. But fuck it, drag an uh, Ethernet cord, yeah. cord over for us. Yeah, I'll bring my own. How how long? Just give me within two hundred and fifty feet of a cable. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I'll I'll get a big old roll of gaffers tape. Right, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, we we saw a whole bunch of that. Um, and one setup actually was funny enough, almost the exact same setup as us. They were using our mixing board. They had they had uh, the lesser version of our microphones. Plebs. Like the pod, whatever <laughs> version of it. Um, but that was really cool. And they were set up alongside a store. So like, I'm sure they leased the space or mm-hmm. like, yeah, said, you know, oh, hey, this is my business, but I do a podcast. So let's do it there. I'm friends with a dice maker that did that. She, she paid for a slot in someone else's full booth to not get charged like for an entire booth herself. And apparently it went really, really well. She said she had a great time and she had a lot of sales and. Pretty awesome. I mean, that's 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 the route I would go. Let me see if I can find the friggin' thing that I saved from your friend that I lost. What? <laughs> uh, on the while you guys were at PAX, one of Bob's friends posted about it mm-hmm. uh, that you guys should like hop in somewhere, and uh, I saw it, but you guys didn't. 
Uh, and uh, I think you guys saw it after. Yeah, I saw the, it like the, literally the name, as I got home. The the name made sense. So let me let me pull up our uh, our our Facebook real quick. Tabletop trio. All the socials. <laughs> Check please us out. Follow us. Yeah. And when you see our stuff, please like it because that helps with the stupid ass Facebook al- algorithm and helps us get seen by other people if you like and comment on it. So if you have the time, ah, okay. pretty please do that stuff. So they are called tabletop things. And we happen to be tabletop trio. We are. I know. It's crazy. So. So what I'm thinking is <laughs> I got to reach out to these guys because I was on their website after they posted that because I was like, man, that name is really close. <laughs> and then <laughs> I started looking at their products. So I was like, man, I'm about to spend a lot of money. <laughs> So they have um, big old boats. They do a lot of uh, laser cut stuff. I've seen these guys. I can make all that crap. Yeah, but (laughs) they have a lot of stuff. They have... um, Those are cool uh, terrain pieces. Dungeon tiles, terrain pieces. It's it's resin printed. Well, they they put resin stuff in them. So neat stuff. Um, So it, it seems like, you know, maybe... (laughs) <laughs> we got to shoot our shot. You know what might, I'm saying? You know, might be getting some, <laughs> some future guests involved. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to reach out to them. But yeah. Like it was overall PAX was a really, really cool experience. I would say the only pain in the ass was trying to find a place to get food. Really? <laughs> so we went to, um, like we walked around, uh, the convent, the, the, the expo floor and everything like that. And Bronson are like, all right, let's go grab food. You know, Danex roast pork sandwiches in, uh, <laughs> Reading Terminal Market. It's going to be great. We walk in, it's fucking butts to nuts in it's, there. It's <laughs> always like that in Reading Terminal Market. Oh yeah. And then we finally found Danex and it was closed because they had sold out already. <laughs> they sold out and it was, it was like what? three thirty, four oh, o'clock. Oh, yeah. Oh. So we ended up getting a cheesesteak at like an Italian place and mm. it, it wasn't a Philly cheesesteak. It was okay, but like it wasn't, I've had a cheesesteak from Reading Terminal Market before and it was so much better. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to list names and get anybody pissed at us, but it, it just, it was an Italian cheesesteak. Like it wasn't a Philadelphia, like give me nacho cheese and like mm-hmm. uh, yes. blank and cheese whiz. Basically. Wit whiz. <laughs> Che- yeah, cheese whiz is what not uh, yeah. Philly cheese takes. Though like. going to Philly, made him here. though going to Philly, do not go to Pat's or Gino's. Mm. That's tourist food. Mm-hmm. You're better than this. Go to Reading Terminal <laughs> Market. Yes, it's amazing. There are there are so many choices, and it's I will like a say, food court. like even with Reading Terminal Market, with the cheesesteaks that we got, they are better than you would get at like Pat's and Gino's. Mm. Um, but it wasn't that like, yeah, it wasn't the experience. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was good. It didn't have the right, but bun. it wasn't, they were using great. like an Italian bun with seeds on it and mm. it just didn't feel like a real Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> it, it felt wrong. It didn't taste bad, but it wasn't what I was going for. Yeah. No one it tried to fight great. me for it. It <laughs> would have been really good if like the bread for a roast pork sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Roast pork, get some of the au jus on it, a little bit of, uh, um, like broccoli rob mm. with that bread would have been the best fucking sandwich ah, so in the world. So it's meant for uh sausage uh peppers and onions. Got it. Yeah. If I had gotten <laughs> sausage peppers and onions, probably would have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but the bread okay. really didn't go with the cheesesteak, so, but you know. So Phil in the chat 
uh, excluding a cheesesteak, what is your go-to hot sandwich? Ooh. Vodka parm sub. Don't don't contest me. There's no substitute. I'm I'm a either veal parm or shrimp parm. OG. It depends. All day. It depends where I am. The reason I say this is if we're at like a festival or a fair, like Italian American festival, mm-hmm. or like, you know, the downtown street fair. I am going to one of those vendors. Mm-hmm. And getting myself a sausage, peppers, and onion sandwich. Oh, those are, yeah, every time. Crisp sausage with the fried bun- fried onions, fried peppers. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah, I mean. But if we're going like dinner, A regular restaurant. Like regular restaurant, regular dinner, yeah. chicken parm. Exactly. You, you can't get. Chicken parm or meatball sandwich. When when it's a, a street vendor, that's different. That's not your yeah. go-to. Yeah. That's, that's street vendor. You know that's going to be good. Yeah. But, well. I mean, for the most part. You got to be careful. Yeah. It depends where you are. Well, if, if they have a lot of reviews and they're a well-known truck, then yeah. But like, nah, even those little places in the middle like, of nowhere. I would oh. even say like you go up to anyone that has like the red and yellow striped tent. Oh, the and like fat sandwiches. And like, I used to drive there for that. And like the generic sausage like banners that they have hung up, you know what's going to be good. Yeah. If you got some guy wearing a wife beater that's all stained up with grease in the back, like smoking a cigarette in one hand, gut hanging out like in the other hand on the fryer, it's going to be the best damn fair food you've ever had. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I agree with you. No? That's been my life lesson. Listen, that's a, you just described the Rutgers grease trucks, and they were shut down for health code violations. Phil, Phil was so in there times. for that. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, but that was... That was a completely different thing because that was college campus. Like, that was target marketed. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I, I'm talking like, you know, Somerville Street Festival, you know, yeah. uh, well, that's Veterans different. Park. Like, yeah, that's festivals, festivals. You know, fall fair. All right. I'm going to explain what my favorite sandwich I've ever had is and how I'm scared to attempt to try to recreate it. I was probably like 13. My mind was ever altered. I ordered a cheesesteak. Just a cheesesteak. Congratulations. Yeah, right? That's what I thought. It's just a cheesesteak. Then it came. Meat and cheese. Then it what? It was. (laughs) Yes. That's called grease. (laughs) It it was an actual steak. Like a full fucking steak. It was about a half inch thick. How stoned was the chef where he didn't break it up? <laughs> That's what I want to know. It was like a full steak steak. It wasn't like cheesesteak cheesesteak because cheesesteak is oh usually boy. like roast beef. Uh, it was not roast beef. It was like a, a literal steak. Like like they took a New York strip and just said, eh. I don't know what they used <laughs> because I remember it being so fucking tender that I could bite it like it wasn't a full steak. And I've never tried to recreate it because I've been terrified. Because I'm like, how the fuck can you make a snake that tender without it being, like, disgusting? But it was cheese whiz, onion, fuck it. It had to be, like, a 13 to 14 ounce steak. You're going to judge me. Okay. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. But I had an idea. (laughs) Double uh uh-oh. You have a flamethrower. Yes. I, okay. <laughs> we could recreate or attempt to recreate the sandwich. Mm-hmm. Sous vide the steak mm-hmm. and throw it on the bun mm. or the roll. 
That might work. Don't let your dreams be dreams. I think the the problem is finding a steak cut that is that tender. Like, you can't use filet mignon. No. What about I mean, like if you a, cut it in half, you could, but like it's not going to get the flavor. Also, someone will shoot me for making a filet mignon into a, a, a fucking cheesesteak. Though, jokes on you, we're on the internet. Yeah, though, nothing ever bad happens on the internet. <laughs> could you imagine how many people will get pissed off if they see like fucking making? Have you seen the rage bait videos on TikTok? <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make filet mignon uh, Philly cheesesteaks. Oh my god! Oh, we can have the ang- that angry uh, chef from Canada who like judges everything you do. Gordon Ramsay. No, it's another guy. <laughs> He's from England. He's from England. This guy's or Canadian. Wales? Something I forget. I'm sure his bio's in every uh, recipe on the book behind you. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, this guy will like take those rage bait videos and just get really angry at every step that they do. I mean, it would probably be like super delicious. It would be tender as all shit. Can you imagine a filet mignon with like cheese whiz and onion with pepper? It'd probably be phenomenal. That would be amazing. I feel like the police are going to come. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be super cool. I, 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 and oh, I like 4 a.m. Watch's idea to recreate some of our dream foods. I'm, I'm all okay with this. Phil, uh, please have Dana unsubscribe. Uh, she's not allowed here anymore. Oh. <laughs> Thank oh, you. No. Thank you for your time. This has been the Tabletop Trio service announcement. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, no! That that is. You've helped. <laughs> Don't worry, I've helped. Is she down to like Caesar? Like, what's the? <laughs> it's light ranch. <laughs> it's, it's it's ranch light. It's ranch adjacent. We've been to better restaurants. We've, That's oh, fair. good. Wait, 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 wait. She was getting ranch with her fillet at a restaurant. <laughs> who? Gordon Ramsay's Scottish. Is he? Johnstone, Scotland is his hometown. Uh, The more you know. And they've never made a weed joke about him one time. Where's the lamb sauce? (laughs) I'm an idiot sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a good time to bring this up because I had this listed for the episode before Thanksgiving and then we didn't do an episode before Thanksgiving. Whoops. So I hosted Thanksgiving this year and I was getting a menu ready over uh, like what to cook, what not to cook. Mm-hmm. And then it basically came up to how much do you cook and what the fuck do people like actually eating? Because there's a lot of things It's like, it's a Thanksgiving staple. And it's like, it's a going in the garbage as soon as everyone leaves <laughs> because no one wants leftovers and we don't eat it either. That's mm-hmm. such a variance per household. You know what always hits the garbage no matter how many times I've seen it? Green bean casserole. Oh, no. I fucking love green bean casserole. Then I've probably never had a good green bean casserole. (laughs) Well, yeah, because a lot of... See, that's the same thing with, like, cranberry sauce. Everyone just uses a can and then squirts the spludge into the fucking thing. That's the proper way to eat cranberry sauce. My family, we make it it fresh. It's fucking phenomenal. Give me the can. My parents (laughs) do it both ways. I want cranberry jelly. (laughs) It's not even jelly. They make Gel. they make the can they they make the can cranberry. They make the can. Yeah, the can they, in the other words, cranberry. they go. Yeah, you gotta shake it, slob it out, oh, um, slice it like it's a fucking onion, even good. though it's jello. I yeah. love it. Um, and they also do whole cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. So well, that's they what like, we make. They just like I don't. They cook it down with the sugar. It mm-hmm. just reduces and 
So I don't mind that stuff, really. I, I, I do like the homemade stuff, but don't get fucking crazy. It's goddamn cranberry sauce. It's mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. My, my mom used to put like tangerines and shit in it. Yeah, you use orange peels. That's what we do. Wrong. That, that's the correct I, way to I do it. I don't care. I hate it. Because you're not, you're not having cranberry sauce. First of all, it's a solid. You're eating a solid. That immediately disqualifies it as a sauce. Just right out of the gate. I don't care. That's cranberry jello. Cool. So it's not I a just sauce. said that. <laughs> so uh, it's better than any homemade cranberry sauce I've ever had. Nah. Yeah. How many have you tried? Seven. <laughs> I made that seven up. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can name all of them. I've never had somebody's homemade cranberry sauce Back that was two thousand and five. Remotely as good as the canned stuff. Summer of twenty two was a weird time. You, if you want to fight me on that. I guess you're going to have to bring me some cranberry sauce. <laughs> well, my, my wife is going to, I don't make cranberry sauce. <laughs> For him, watch this. I'll fight you. <laughs> Prove it. Knuckle up. I'll bring the store stuff. You make cranberry sauce. And we'll see which one is better. I'm going to cook this real hard. And if you don't do that, I win by default. <laughs> it's almost like we do cooking episodes on the show. <laughs> the great cranberry crisis. <laughs> It's, it's been such an issue. And then, like, the other thing is, like, the staples, right? You have your turkey, sure. Then some people do ham. If you like white meat turkey, you're wrong. I mean, if you cook the turkey right, all the meat is super juicy, and it doesn't matter. Um, ask me how I know. How do you know? Because <laughs> I did. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out what is what. No, I, I do like white meat turkey. I just like dark meat. Like chicken and turkey better flat mm-hmm. out. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a dark meat. I usually do dark meat because it's more juicy. Since I've been cooking my own chicken and turkey, it doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. They're both fucking juicy and phenomenal. So I guess Dope. don't go to places who overcook turkey and chicken. <laughs> we, we, should, we should do it as like a vote. Like we bring up a food, yes or no, why? Mm. That makes sense. Stuffing. I get irate. When there's celery and carrots and stuffing. So there's, well, there's two main stuffings. One you've probably never had. Do you do stuffing or dressing? What? 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 So what, like my, salad dressing? What in the no. mayonnaise is spicy. Did you just say? My parents do both stuffing and dressing. What's dressing? Stuffing goes in the bird. Right. Dressing is around the bird. What? That's like, what? Which it's, it's stuffing. Isn't that just I potatoes? still call it stuffing. No, it's, it's stuffing. Okay. But instead of putting it in the bird, it goes around the bird. Is it the same ingredients? Same ingredients. It still gets cooked it, with some of the turkey grease? It does. Be, it actually gets more of the more, turkey grease it because goes it's in on the, the outside. Yeah, it goes in the tray. Okay, so that's the same thing. It's ju- it's it's less... So, like, you know when you have that's, stuffy, it's a little... It's You're arguing semantics at that point. Pretty much. It's the same thing cooked in the same way. It's just a different It's the location. shit that my parents are like, no, it's actually dressing because it wasn't inside the bird. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm like, it's bread and juice. Don't get me wrong. My, my, I, we're, we're Italian. Mm. When people say gravy and they mean red sauce, my immediate response is shut the fuck up. Yes. Gravy yes. is. Gravy is the brown gravy, shit that you put on potatoes. Gravy is ma- uh, marinara sauce. With meat in it. If you have that's a... bolognese. If you... No, that's not bolognese. That's a, diff- that's a whole different sauce. It's meat sauce. Bolognese has cream in it. No? Most bolognese has a little bit of cream in it. No. Red sauce, like a meat sauce, is just marinade sauce with meat in it. No. Either sausage or um, the, the rolled up fucking meat. It's not bolognese. Bolognese is... um uh, 
What the fuck is uh, chopped meat? Okay. Bolognese sauce, known in Italian as ragu alla bolognese, mm-hmm. is a meat-based sauce in Italian cuisine typical of the city of Bologna. Mm-hmm. Bologna, if you will. Yes. It is customary. Bologna. It is customary to use dress <laughs> tagliatelle and al ragu and to prepare lasagna alla bolognese. Made ingredients, ground meat, beef, yep. or veal, or pork, sofrito, celery, calorie, onion, tomato paste, wine, usually white, and milk. Milk. Not cream. Fucking, some people use milk, some people use cream. If you want it more saucy, you use cream. It's cow titty Don't you juice. fucking, yeah, get, get out of here. <laughs> Don't you argue semantics. It's the same shit. <laughs> milk and cream are not the same thing. It's the same shit. It comes from the same You utter. make cream from milk. <laughs> but that's the good the part. Same. That's the fatty part of milk. That's like uh, it, that's like half a vodka sauce. But no, that's ground meat. Bolognese is ground meat. A meat gravy, if you will, for the New York and New Jersey Italians, Ugh. is a matanad sauce with like whole ass rolled meat with other shit in it or sausage, sometimes both, in the meat that stews over like four to five hours. I feel you like literally that's a put, North Jersey You literally Italian put thing. raw meat into a, a marinara sauce and cook it for four to five hours and you get gravy. That's how I grew up. That's the Brooklyn way to do it. I'm sure it's wrong, but that's what it is. Okay, so they, you just admitted it's wrong. So That's what everyone here says it, but it's not a bolognese. It's a meat sauce. I will concede the point on that. It is not a bolognese. I just don't know what it's actually called. Everyone here calls it gravy. It annoys me how many like New York and New Jersey Italians do that shit. Yeah. Well, bolognese isn't even uh, pronounced correctly. It's bolognese. Straight up. Oh. You go to Italy and you say bolognese, look at the fuck out of our state. Leave. (laughs) What did you call it? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I, I, cause I thought it was always bolognese. That's, that's the right way to pronounce it. And then my wife was in Italy. She's like, no, you're wrong. And I'm like, it can't be bolognese. Yeah, bolognese. She's like, it's bolognese. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, you I were there. I'm can sure confirm. you're right. I used to be able to speak Italian. <laughs> it's bolognese. Bolognese. Yeah. I had to concede the point when she showed me a fucking YouTube video of people in Italy saying it over and over. And I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> you win this round. All right. Here's one but for you. But it's still mar- modernod. Okay, so American pronunciation is showing Bolin like like we were saying it. Yeah, Bolognese. Yeah. yeah, that's the American. That's the New Jerseyan. <laughs> the Bolognese. How to pronounce Bolognese in Italian? Ah, uh, yes, a YouTube video where you're gonna hit for a 15 second ad for yeah. five. Seconds. 15 second ad for Bolognese. Yeah, that's why I didn't <laughs> click it. <laughs> um. Male from Italy. There you go. Bolognese. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. What do you, you guys forgot that. It's do. good to remember a victory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sweet potato casserole. Do you do it? Not a casserole. Sweet potato casserole or, or mashed sweet potato or something is a mandatory dish at every Thanksgiving that my parents hosted. And completely missing from every other Thanksgiving celebration I've had that hasn't been a Friendsgiving. Mm. The, where we go for both Thanksgivings, I go to my Aunt Teresa's for breakfast and I go to Allie's grandmother's for dinner. I can't even remember the last time we actually had sweet potato, anything at either of those places. Mm. However, 
their family is rooted in Polish, mm. like Lakowski, right? They sub that out with um, Kielbasi. Mm. Ooh. I, I'm i okay with that. I mean, it's a, not a straight substitute, but I guess it, it works. It, no, definitely not a straight substitute. Uh, Usually I, you I don't do a mind, starch with a starch. I like, don't mind the omission of like mashed sweet potatoes, but I have to say, Kate, Derek's fiance, mm-hmm. wife, I forget what the actual status of that is now, came to a Friendsgiving we had once and brought a sweet potato casserole with like the marshmallows melted through it. Mm-hmm. And that shit actually tasted like dessert. Mm-hmm. Like brown mm-hmm. sugar, marshmallow, sweet potato. It was so fucking good. It was the first thing to go. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. Yeah, that was good. My family does that. I don't like sweet potatoes. No? So we so that is the, that's the one thing for me, if I were to ever host, mm-hmm. would be the one, oh, cool, I have this for everyone. Okay, it's over. Either so, someone's dude, taking just, that home or I'm Do they use sweet it. potato or do they use yams? Sweet potatoes. The, are they not the same thing? No. They're turns slightly out, different. Uh, turns out yams, uh, not healthy for you. Sweet potatoes, very healthy for you. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taste yeah, my, very subtle, very different. Yeah, my family every year does the sweet potato casserole, mm-hmm. brown sugar. Um, uh, LOC.gov says sweet potatoes, often called yams, are a dicot. That's incorrect. They're, they are different. <laughs> this is from a .gov site. I, who the fuck is that? The government? I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've <laughs> never heard of that place. <laughs> um, yeah, they I, do it. I so just, depending on some places, they do call sweet potatoes yams, uh-huh. or they call yams sweet potatoes, but it's incorrect. It's, it's like one of those things where... Because I forget what the difference is, but yams are actually not as healthy for you. All rectangles are squares, but not all squares are rectangles. Kind of pretty much. Yams generally have a rough, scaly, and brown-colored skin to white to purple flesh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're often long and cylindrical shaped and can have offshoots called toes. Gross. Yams are not very sweet and have a relatively dry, starchy texture. Yeah. So depending on where we are, it, it really depends on your area. Some pl- places call yams sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. and they call sweet potatoes the yams. But like when you go to Shoprite, it's hard to find sweet potatoes. They have yams, and you want sweet potatoes. Scientifically, sweet potatoes and yams have a lot of difference. They are not related or even in the same plant family. There you go. That's what I. Holy remember. shit! Yeah. That's why everyone's like yams, sweet potatoes, same thing. I'm like, <laughs> good thing on this show you learn stuff. Today yeah. I fucking learned science. <laughs> you might go around Fuck that .gov site. <laughs> you might go about it the wrong way, but damn it, you're gonna learn something. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong for being here to learn, but um, I love yeah. learning. But no, it's uh, so we switch every year. Mm-hmm. So we do like this year we did uh, mashed potatoes, but we do. Google mashed potatoes, which are basically what? crack. It's um, mashed potatoes, shitload of garlic, uh, like obnoxious amounts of cream cheese, and Ooh. butter. I had, for the first time in my life on Monday, something with too much garlic in it. Impossible. I What? I bit, I think, what was an uncooked chunk of garlic. Like, and I don't mean like roasted garlic. I mean like what felt like an uncooked chunk of garlic. Mm-hmm. And it was, it actually like hurt my tongue mm-hmm. and tasted. Yeah, it's like spicy. Yeah. yeah. And tasted mm-hmm. terrible. And I could not get that taste out of my mouth for hours. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. oil. So I was eating, I had a burger and then truffle fries. Mm. And there were, I guess, one chunk of garlic made it through uncooked. And I bit into it and I felt the crunch and that like spiciness race across my whole mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, 
when I got back to the office, because we went out for, for lunch with like the guys for the for the holidays, I was like two two glasses of water, two glasses of soda, five mints. I tried eating like uh like corn chips to get the flavor out of my mouth. Couldn't do it. It was you, there for you hours. Else. Yeah, uh, garlic just not dissipate. But here's the question. Here's because we've had a similar instance in my house when we made garlic bread. Did you say that's too garlicky, or did you say, "Wow, that's really garlicky"? I think I just said that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't. So we'll go with the too garlicky. I, I think I said. Like, I bit into it, and I was like, I think I just bit into a piece of raw garlic. That's disgusting. Because uh-huh. here's the thing. Or that, it's disgusting. We've had, we made garlic bread, and I, I bought garlic butter. This was the first time my dad ever saw garlic butter. He made <laughs> garlic bread. Garlic butter, garlic, garlic, uh, like, you know, the, the ground garlic, and then uh, everything else that you put on garlic bread. We all ate the bread. It's so fucking good. You can't not eat it. Your throat hurts. It kind of feels like you have a sore throat. Your nose is running a little bit. Not one of us was like, that's too garlicky. It was just like, wow, the garlic bread was really garlicky. To those who were friends with Joe growing up, there was never, never a bad meal cooked in Joe's house. Mm -hmm. Not fucking once. It just... That's what you remember. So, like, even now, if I if I make something, it is never too garlicky. It is, wow. That's really that's garlicky. That's really garlicky. The, it's never like, wow, that's too many. The best is roasted garlic. Oh, I love roasted oh, garlic. Yeah. When, it, when you can that squeeze it out like toothpaste. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did... Um, Do that with a little bit of salt. Just throw sheesh. it on a piece of toast. If someone wants to have a delicious uh, Friday to Saturday night meal where you never have to worry about vampires for like the next five days. <laughs> um, there is a recipe floating around online for 40 clove chicken. We used 52. <laughs> of course you did. Because this is what we had. Because 40 is not enough. 40 wasn't enough. So it's you literally numbers. are baking a chicken with 40 cloves of garlic. <laughs> Amazing. And it yes. was so fucking good. <laughs> I I cannot even... Like, oh, it was so good because you know the garlic what? was like that. Yeah, you know what else you have to be careful of when you're when you're cooking with it, ginger. Yeah. So Allie is an amazing. My wife is an amazing, amazing cook. But sometimes when she experiments with new recipes, mm-hmm. they could be like a hit or miss, especially when we're trying to cut calories out of stuff. Yeah. So she did one thing one time that the whole dish was good, but there was so much ginger in it, it actually gave me heartburn. Mm-hmm. Um. And keep in mind, that's like one meal out of like the thousands we've had together. But uh, yeah, ginger too is like can get really overbearing really quickly. It's a lot of little things that people would never think. Like vanilla is actually bitter as fuck. Mm -hmm. So people are like, I'm going to make cookies or whatever and I'm going to make them really good. I'll add extra vanilla. Don't do that. You're actually going to make it so bitter, it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a weird. There's weird little things like that. Cinnamon's another one. It's, it's just me. a really strong spice. I'm yeah. the weird little thing. <laughs> Phil says uh, the buckwheat mead was close to bad because of it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Vanilla, vanilla is scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's just some recipe things are really weird like that. Yeah, uh, onions another one. If you use red onion instead of uh, yellow onion, that's it. The whole fucking dish is gone. 
Before I'm watched says you'll hallucinate on nutmeg. Really? It's true. Can't you, you also overdose on nutmeg? I feel like one of can. them one of them that's really stupid you could you could overdose on. Was it sesame? Something stupid? Probably. Well, one of them, I know poppy seeds. Uh, well, if you have yeah, like a poppy seed, that'll you'll it'll pop on a drug test. Really? Yeah. If um, you have a lot of them. I mean, you got like, you got to go in. I ate a bag of poppy <laughs> seeds before I took this drug test. Your um, eyes are bloodshot red and... <laughs> you, just call, seed you just called me dad. I <laughs> ate one dozen poppy seed bagels this morning. I, I, I know we're going to have to wrap up soon, but I had... the I, One of those... That's too much garlic moments. Mm-hmm. Um, well, sorry, not too much. That's a lot of garlic. Yeah, that's a lot of garlic. Um, the bagel place I go to mm-hmm. hand makes all of their bagels in house. Mm. Nice, and they'll do literally you name a type of bagel, mm-hmm. they make it. Love it's that. fucking amazing. Cinnamon raisin bagels slap so unbelievably fucking hard. Oh yeah, yeah. don't they at do me if you disagree. Some of the best French toast bagels oh. I've ever had in my life. I had <gasps> one of those. I had to stop. I was like, mm-hmm. "This is I'm gonna get diabetes. I I can't do this it. place. These this place's bagels are so good. You can just eat it without cream <laughs> cheese, without butter, anything. Just straight off the rack into your mouth. Mm. Like it's Ugh. so good. Every now and then, you get unlucky though, mm. where they just did a round of like garlic bagels, mm. or like onion bagels, or something like that. I love garlic. Bagels. I hate onion bagels." Same. Allie Allie loves onion bagels. Onion bagels are good with certain toppings. I hate onions. Uh, Well, I mean, okay. I don't like (laughs) pepper bagels either because I don't like peppers. I don't mind (laughs) mind the flavor of onions, but for some reason, I think it's because of the heartburn stuff. Mm -hmm. I taste it no matter what it's in for hours afterward. It could be one little teeny piece of onion. I will be burping up onion for like the next three hours straight with no relief. Nothing I do helps. Mm-hmm. Drinking um, a ton of water, Pepsi, none of that stuff. Oh yeah, well this uh, this place, every now and then, if they did like a fresh row of like garlic bagels, mm-hmm. the next batch of bagels that they run through, because it was you know just came out of the oven, Oof. all that super fresh, like mm-hmm. literally it comes out of the oven and goes on the rack, mm. like right in front of you. Ah, uh. every once in a while you'll get whatever bagel you order but it has just a slight hint of garlic, mm. which Blah. normally I would not care. Yeah, I'm good. But you don't want garlic on French toast. But the one okay. time I got a French toast bagel <laughs> with cream cheese, had a little hint of garlic in the back, and I'm like, that's a lot of garlic for French toast. <laughs> Any amount of garlic is too much garlic for French toast. I, yeah, I feel like that is the exception that proves the rule mm. yeah. that there's no such thing as too much garlic. It's just until you've had garlic with your French toast. Uh, 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 checks out. I, I feel <laughs> like there are many breakfast foods that garlic would not belong. Like you never want to put garlic in cereal. I can imagine it in eggs, right? What about garlic I would, with Cheerios? I would put no, straight garlic, up Cheerios, give regular Cheerios, what? like cardboard Cheerios. Because you gotta get cheerio. Cheerio. I don't know. Cheerios? I don't know. Cheerios. Cheerios. I was thinking Lucky Charms at the top of my head. Um, (laughs) You know, hard shorts, horseshoes, clovers, and balloons, something, 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 garlic. Garlic. (laughs) Pots of golden rainbows and garlic. (laughs) I was thinking like cornflakes. So, yeah, Cheerios would be like the same thing. It's like, it's gotta give it something. Phil just had a great idea. It, mm. Can you call it that? 
garlic French toast. Can you call it a good idea? Make French toast, but with garlic bread. Ew. Substitute the cinnamon with garlic. No. No. I feel like that would be really good. You can try it. That's just garlic bread. Let us know how it is. Oh, no, because you would be egg battery. It'd be egg battered. So technically, instead of... you. I mean, okay, so I would basically no, just... I would no make brown sugar and no cinnamon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, could, that's yeah. what doesn't work. The so, sugar and the, and the garlic doesn't work. So you take out the cinnamon, you take... Or the, you take out the cinnamon and the sugar, mm-hmm. but you add in the salt and garlic. Right. I mean, at that point, replace the cinnamon with um, breadcrumb, and then you're basically just making a bread chicken cutlet. So a bread cutlet. <laughs> Phil goes... So fatter garlic bread. Yeah. Yes. You're just breading your garlic bread. So yeah. breading and frying your yeah, garlic bread. Yeah, if you bread. want me to fry garlic bread on bread, you got it. I mean, that sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, but I feel like that's a, a pretty good jumping off point for tonight after uh, that terrible monstrosity of French yeah. toast garlic bread. We're, we're doing exhibit I'm garlic bread. nightmares about that. Yeah. Um, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Uh, don't forget, you can check us out on all the social medias. Uh, this episode goes up on YouTube usually the next day or so. Um, if you're if you want to check out last week's awesome episode with Phil, who's in the chat, uh, that's going to be going up on YouTube soon as well. We made mead, a we lot did. of mead, and mead. I cannot wait to try. So it. psyched, facts. Um, so we're going to be doing that. Uh, you could also check us out wherever you find podcasts, except for Apple, because Apple's being dumb and still doesn't like us. One day. Um, one of these days, we'll get them to see hey. it our way. Um, hey, Apple, I switched from Android over to Apple. Maybe give us the podcast? Look, I, I have an iPhone and an Apple Watch, and I edit on a Mac. Eh. This could be an iPad. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, thank you all so much. Make sure, like I said, check us out on all the socials, everywhere you find podcasts, all that kind of stuff. So for one final time, I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. This has been Tabletop Trio. Have a great week. We'll see you soon with garlic. You. <laughs>